Uh, let us pray. Lord, quieten our hearts as we reflect on your word to us today. May that word inspire us to love and action. In Jesus' name. Amen. What amazing, challenging words we've heard this morning. Ancient words, hundreds of years old, written in a world so different to our own, and yet with so much in common as well. Words that are still relevant. The inequality between rich and poor remain in our world today even more vividly than ever before. The judgment of others according to what they look like, be it their colour or their clothing or their poverty or their background, remains as prevalent as ever in the media and in the attitudes around us. The needs of so many for the basics of life, there still, not just in the poorest nations, and there is huge need through famine and disaster at present across the world, but not just in other nations, but in our own nation and in our own town and area. In fact, a recent survey by Sheffield University has seen that Wickham is a hotspot of food insecurity here in the south of England. And one can has seen the number of uh, families and individuals it's serving rise by 75% over this last year. Many, many more people are desperate for the basics of life at this time. In a world so different and yet with so much the same, the words of James are still challenging. Challenging us to look and act in the way that Jesus looked and acted and lived. My friends, he writes, as believers in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, you must never treat people in different ways according to their outward appearance. Do we do that? I think we all do that. We all hold those prejudices at times and treat others in different ways with maybe suspicion or fear or unkindness. We have to confront the prejudices within ourselves and within our society, those huge divisions according to race, according to wealth, that are still part of our world and our lives. 
and we must confront them if we are to follow Jesus, the Lord of glory. That is James' starting point. And this letter doesn't speak of James of Jesus frequently, doesn't use the name of Jesus frequently, but it is the basis of all that he teaches, that Jesus is the example that we follow. And Jesus, the Lord of glory, is also the, the carpenter of Nazareth, the one born and placed in a manger, born in poverty, the one who travelled from village to village, dependent on the care and hospitality and help of others, the one who was arrested and given an unjust trial and executed on a Roman cross. This Jesus, in all his poverty, is the Lord of glory. Paul wrote that Jesus, though he was rich in the love of God, became poor for our sakes, that we might become rich in the love of God. And he went on to write that once he judged Jesus from a human point of view, but now he would judge no one in, on that basis. God has no favourites. That's what Peter discovered as he learned that both Jews and non-Jews, Gentiles, were included within God's purposes and plans and to be welcomed into the early church. So all the human distinctions are laid to one side before the God whose love reaches out to all. Yet still we judge according to appearance. We get caught up in the culture of celebrity, of the rich and famous, and the culture of power, privilege and entitlement remain powerful corrupting forces in our society and we must resist them. We must learn again to see that of God in every human being, to see a reflection of Christ in every human being. And more than that, we need to give special attention to those who are often sidelined and dismissed or diminished by our society. The pandemic has reminded us of the vital role played by carers and NHS workers and many others. Many people often on low pay, struggling to pay all the bills. These dear people don't want charity or, or food bank handouts. They really want a living, viable wage. And we need to make sure they're not forgotten. These are the people to inspire us. Not those who proclaim their wealth or their success from the rafters 
but those who serve, those who are in need, those who get through life despite all the challenges. God has no favourites. Every person is special to God, created by God, loved by God. But God has a special heart for the poorest of our world and the poorest of the church globally. And James talks about those who are poor in material things but rich in faith. And so often we are inspired by the global church and the poorest of Christians who yet are full of joy and praise and faith. James blesses them. God chose the poor people of the world to be rich in faith and to possess the kingdom which he promised to those who love him. Love is the ultimate wealth. And so James goes on to sum it all up in that great command, a command from Leviticus, an ancient command, but one that Jesus brought new, new meaning and power to. Love your neighbour as yourself. Our society is riven by inequality. And that kind of inequality makes people forget love, makes people forget their neighbour. People start to live in closed communities, ghettos of their own making, closed to those who are unlike themselves. And the church needs to break all those kind of barriers to bring together people of hugely different backgrounds and experiences. Not always comfortably, but we need to do it because we are one humanity loved by God and we are called to love our neighbour as ourselves. And so James sums it all up by saying our faith must be lived out in action in those attitudes to those around us, in our actions of kindness and generosity. Judgment is for those who are judgmental, and yet, James says, mercy will triumph over judgment. But our faith in the love and mercy of God has to be lived out and this becomes James' crunch message. What's the point, he says, of faith? Is it if it doesn't change our lives and bring blessing to those around us? And sometimes that's seen as a contrast to Paul's message of by faith alone we are saved. But Paul would say faith has to be active in love. Faith is not just some intellectual abstract notion. Faith is a way of being, a way of trusting, a way of living, living in the love of God. Three things last forever, Paul says, faith, hope and love. But the greatest, the greatest is love. 
so may our faith live this day and every day. Amen.